Welcome to the Lifting Your Soul podcast with Papa G and Scott. Okay, okay, okay. We're back at it again. Hello, Scotty. Hello, hello. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you, mate. <laughs> Good to be sitting across the table from you today. Yes, yes. You are a living legend. You know this, right? <laughs> thank you, mate. You are. Better you than are. being a dead one at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just say that yesterday we had a birthday party for a friend of one of, it, one of my kids, and uh, it ended up, it was a 19th birthday party, and all that kids are there, and his mate was there, and uh, we ended up talking about the Bible and God and end times apologetics. and apologetics yeah. for like a good, what, hour, hour and a yeah, half or something? Oh, yeah, at least. It was great. It was a great discussion. Great conversation. And when you left... Good when, interaction. It was a great interaction with yeah. these guys, right? When you left, we ended up talking about how great of a Bible teacher you are. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that. We, <laughs> we you, said, Honestly, and you're such a great Bible teacher. Uh, Eamon even looked at me and said, Dad, he's better than you. I said, <laughs> Way better than me. Way better. Your than kid me. always you, doesn't matter who you are. Your kids, your kids, kids. are always going to compare you to and someone else. And they're always going to better than you, Dad. Yeah, and, and, and they're always going to tell you the truth, the yeah, cold yeah, hard yeah, truth. Thanks right? for that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's no, absolutely. I hundred percent. That was like uh, a couple of weeks ago. Joshy, my son, was was listening to um, a podcast that you do. And, oh yes, uh, yes. He was listening to that, and I thought he was talking about the one where you and I are. Oh, in right. It. And he turns around and he goes, yeah, George is really good. And I, and I said to him, I go, what, no good? Am I not good? What's going on? <laughs> and he didn't even know that we were doing one. <laughs> he was just talk, listening to you. He's talking about the Making Great Men podcast. Making Great Men podcast. Somehow he got a handle of that. And I thought he was talking about this one. And he's he's talking about you saying how good you are. And here I am feeling. Uh, feeling okay. dejected. That's and, good. We're, yeah. we're, we're on an even level now, brother. We're on an even level, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. At least our boys love someone who is admirable. Oh, that's um, good. You know. good. And so now we're going through the Book of Romans, Who, for those who are, who are sort of joining us more recently, and there are episodes out there. We're up to, uh, we got to Romans chapter 2, verse 13 uh, in our last podcast. And so we're going to take it from there, but there's a bit of context that we always like to do to bridge between each of the podcasts when you hear them. So Scott, would you mind bridging the context? Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that um, I think is really important is we began from the beginning saying that, you know, we tried to establish at least what Paul is writing to the Romans um, and, and his purpose for writing the book of Romans um, to the church at Rome. And so what we wanted to do was just give go back uh, and just do a real quick uh, summary of what we've covered so far so yeah. that we can follow the, you know, Paul's uh, progression, yep. his, his thought process. So Brilliant. obviously he turns around and, and, and basically says he longs to be with them. He hasn't been with them. We, we discussed earlier on about how um, Paul has written many letters to other churches and he addressed different things within the different churches that were specific to that church. But Paul had never visited Correct. Rome. He's not writing this book on specifics to uh, you know things that were happening in Rome. Yep. He's basically saying, "No, this 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 letter that I'm writing, I want to I want to give you the A to Z of the gospel." Yeah, true. And and so that was his purpose behind that. Um, we got to the point where it says, you know, Paul's not ashamed of the gospel, yes. for it is the power of God unto salvation, salvation for those who believe. Hallelujah. For in it, in what? In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, and we we discussed that as well. 
But then it goes heavy, and we got a little bit heavy after oh, yes, that. Yes, And um, he starts the gospel, the good news, with the bad news, and and talks about how God's wrath is being revealed against mankind. And I and think how... that's the point we miss all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There yeah. And we did make news. that point. Yeah. Yes. We were talking about how. A lot of the time we give people the good news without first giving the bad news. So what happens is people lose the context yes. of why the good news is so good. Correct. And, and the, the analogy of the, the diamond ring up against a really black cloth. Yes, that's right. Yes, shows we the did brilliance of the diamond ring when you see the blackness behind it. So the brilliance of salvation is only shown its true nature on the backdrop of why it is so, which is the the backdrop of the darkness of sin, yeah, and how it's ravaged man, yeah, right, yeah, 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 and and uh, I think that's a really good analogy, and and the problem is is that when we, uh, if you like, hold the diamond up against the light, yes, we tend to lose the fact that uh, how how you know how all the different, yeah, how brilliant yes. it is, yep. so. Yeah, so we we talked about that. We talked about how um, how man has spiraled, and you know the, how God gets to a point where we willingly uh, deny Him, mm-hmm. and out of that willing denial, it goes to it spirals out of control. We see sexual revolution, homosexual revolution, to the point where people can't think straight anymore. Yeah, yep. and that is just part of God's. Uh, wrath or God's judgment against mankind by simply removing his presence. Yes. And, um, he just leaves us up to our own devices, basically. He, yeah, is what he does. yeah, which is, which is our it's own scary, choice. Yeah, it's a scary thought. It's a very, very scary thought, I think, we discussed last week yeah. on what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as in man's depravity in the way we own our evil nature always takes us down the wrong path. Yeah, 100%. The moment we pull God out of there. Yeah. You know? Um, even to the point where we got down all the way through to this, you know, verse 10, 11, and 12. Yep. And that's the part we were discussing just before we started, we press record. Yeah. About God's nature, God God saying to man, with or without the law, yeah. you're still sinners. Yeah, that's right. And this is the point that Paul's trying to drive to us yep. because we obviously made that point um, at the end of chapter one where we were saying, you know, the, these people are filled with this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then chapter two starts with, well, therefore, you're without excuse, you who point the finger. Yes. Because you yourself right. do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, you're right, George. That's exactly where he's driving to it. So perhaps yes. if you if you want, mate, I think, were you going to start from 13? Or yeah. From, yeah, from yeah, 13? Yeah, I was going to go from 13 because it sort of puts it in a particular way. So Romans chapter two, verse 13, and I'm using the New Living Translation again because of its more modern um, wording, but follow follow along in whatever translation you have, and it says this, for merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. (laughs) Mm. That's quite full on. It's a great, great point. Great point, that Mm. they instinctively obey God's law, even if they don't have it written, Mm. right, and haven't heard it. Verse 15, they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. Okay, Scott, that's a pretty full-on sentence. We'll get back to that in a minute. And this is the message I proclaim. That the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. Yeah, wow. 
Okay. That's actually a pretty cool way to explain it. It's a good, good translation from it's that a good, It's a good translation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that verse there of, of um, that our own conscience and thoughts either accuse us or tell us that we're doing right. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the point that he's making is, is that in, in essence he's trying, he, he's trying to um, make the point that no one is without, we're all without excuse. Yes. You know? Yes. Because you might be, for instance, Very good point. A, a, a Jewish person who has the law, you know, the, the Old Testament, when, the, when we're talking about the, the law in the, in the Bible, it's talking about the, the Old Testament, and that's what he's referring to. So you could be a Jew when you have the law, and therefore you know the decrees of God, you know, thou shalt not do this, that, and, and the other thing. Right? But then he, he says, okay, these guys might have that, or you may not have the law, yeah, but doesn't really matter. Yeah, true. Because God knows yep. the secret of your heart, the secrets, and whether or not you're being what what would you say, George? True to what you know is right. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. that's what you 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 read there. I think so. Yeah, it's it's saying that He will judge everyone's secret life. So. So God's God's saying that you, you may think oh, you've got an excuse by saying I didn't know or I never read. Yeah, but so claim ignorance. Yes, ignorance. But he's saying no. In chapter one, my invisible qualities and my powerful yeah. nature is is through creation. So you can look at that through the universe and 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 also down to the universe with inside a human body. Um, but on top of that. My laws are written on your hearts, he's saying in verse 15. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience. Yeah, powerful. Right? Either accuse them that they're doing wrong or tell them that they're doing that's, right. That's a great thought. Just the the thought that the 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 idea of the law of God is part of conscience. Mm, we'd see. That changes a lot. Yeah. Like as in okay, if you think about it for a moment, that is that's really that's a very powerful thought because yeah. because when someone says, "Hang on, I'm moral without God. I have a morality without God." Yeah, okay, you're going down this road. <laughs> okay, right, nice. Now I know the road you're talking about that you think I'm going to go down, which is the road, and I would normally go down. Well, where did that morality come from, and where did that? Well, your parents, your grandparents. Let's go on. How many generations do you want to go to? We get back to Adam and Eve. Where do you want to go? Yeah, that obviously has to come outside of man. I get that. But this is actually also saying, yeah, your morality is coming from in you because God put it there. Yeah, there's a conscience for the basic things. You know, it's wrong to take something that's not yours. Yeah, or to take a life yeah. of someone else that's not in self-defense. So you know what's what's interesting about that, and, and it's just reminding me of what we read before mm. that um, that last point that uh, in chapter one where it says, "So God gave them over to." Um, a debased mind mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a depraved mind or a, um, what do we say, reprobate mind. Reprobate. A reprobate mind. Um, so we're at this point, and I'm just thinking about people that we have seen, I guess, today, where you're talking about someone that kind of, you know, knows the good that they should do and, and doesn't do it. People have gotten to the point where they truly believe that it's okay to steal now, mm, mm. or it's okay to do these things, and mm. they've so convinced themselves because obviously it started way back when they, you know, when you wanted to deny God. Yeah, they've gotten down to this point now that 
they literally can't think straight and they've denied their conscience. So yes. now they don't have a conscience at all. Yes. That's really scary. That That is very scary. Very scary. Agreed. Agreed. And this is where we are in our modern culture. This is 2023. That's exactly where we are. And that's exactly how people think and feel. Wow. It is it is it is very scary, mate. And I and I and I agree with you in regards to um getting back to that reprobate mind where we can't think straight mm. to the point where even God's law written on our hearts. You have to do some really big spiritual and emotional gymnastics. Yeah. To know that that's to take what is you know is not right and say it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that have to go wrong in your life for you to get to the place where it's okay for me to steal. It's okay for me to take what's not mine. It's okay for me to take someone's life. It's okay for me to treat someone in this way. There has to be a lot of things that have gone wrong for you because what he's saying is... Yeah, in other words, you need to be seriously broken in your mind. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and maybe even in your body in that yeah. sense. Well, that's what God's saying, right? Because it, it's... This is it's, what sin does, eh? This is what sin does. Yeah, yeah. We deny God's existence, even though all of the evidence is out there, if you mm. really look for it. Mm. Uh, and now we have a name for that evidence. It's called evolution. Mm. It's mm. called the origin of the species. It's called Charles Darwin. It's called the Darwin evolutionary theory, all of those, and, and, and so on and so forth. And so we've got names to them now, but all that it's saying is it's the, the denial of God. The, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's all it is. Yep. And so interesting that now in chapter one he's talking about, no, no, I'm evident everywhere. And mm. chapter two he's saying, not only am I evident everywhere, but my law is in you. Yeah. Your consciousness tells you yeah. something is not right. And, and the scary part about it is, is not only is he saying that, he's actually nailing us. He's nailing us, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Because... You and I, for instance, would be regarded as a Gentile. Right. We grew yes. up in the nation of Australia. We, we didn't, we're, we're not, not born Jewish. Jews. That's right. Um, and so we 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 have that law. And you know, if 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 I'm to be honest, when I came to Christ, and then you know the the gospel was preached. When I'm thinking about it, yeah, the gospel was preached to me, um, and they started here. Yeah, you know, right. For me. Yeah. And said, you know, you're a sinner before God and explain what that meant. Yep. One of the things that like you know, I didn't argue with that. It was kind of like I was being honest and I was like, Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I am. I am a sinner. I knew <laughs> it's that. So true. It's so you true. You know? Yeah. But I hadn't had the law. Yeah. I I never grew but up. You, with knew, that. you knew something was wrong. I this knew is, that I had broken is, the law. This is the term. The the term that I'm about to say is literally anyone that says it shows and we all know it. The, the term is for people who don't come to church when they don't know the Lord, they say, oh, if I come to church, the walls are going to fall down or I'm going to burst into flames. My dad has literally said that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Multiple times, I'm going to burst into flames yeah, or yeah. the walls are going to fall over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he said the roof's going to cave in. The cave, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because what, what are they saying? They're saying exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is why this is why you know the ridiculousness of people like Richard Dawkins, who who just yesterday I, I saw him on a on a on a YouTube clip when someone asked him, um, I think it was Pierce Morgan saying to him, "You don't think there's anything else after you die?" He goes, "Well, when you mean die, do you mean where my brain activity ceases to exist?" Yes, Mister Robot, that's exactly what yeah, I yeah. meant. Yeah, okay. Um, he says, "No, well, how could I?" Well, he's trying. He's trying to clarify the the yes, terms, you know, yes. the definitions. You yes. Know? Right, and so, and it's so, so says, clinical. It's so clinical, as if you know that's all there is. How Obviously, he, there's not. How does he? How does he even see any beauty in life? 
Oh, I know. You know? I, I don't understand. Yeah, and, and so I, I hear him, I heard him then say, <clears throat> and Pierce sort of pressed him a little bit, and, he, and I heard him then say, no, it's just, it's just the, the certain neurons that are firing in my brain that cause me to feel a certain way. But no, no, your neurons in your brain can't cause you to feel consciousness. They can't cause you to feel yeah, a conscience yeah, great, that says what's right point. or wrong. Oh, is that what he said? Um, what's his name? The- Pierce Morgan. Yeah. No, no, no. He was talking about something else, and he brought up the whole bubbling of the neurons and the certain chemical reactions that make me feel certain ways about certain things. Yeah. But those chemical reactions cannot convince you of your consciousness or your conscience for what's right or wrong or the feeling of guilt or shame or hope or despair or and so none of those are in there so so this conscious consciousness that we've got yes. that tells us what's right or wrong comes from somewhere yeah that's right that's exactly right there, there is an external and, and input I, you know it comes down to a lot when when you look at apologetics you know you see someone that's a christian and then someone that's an atheist mm-hmm. inevitably it comes back to that very same point for instance, the morality argument, mm-hmm. that you don't have any um, basis for morality if you're just saying that morality is something that you just choose because you, <laughs> exactly. you know, you're a piece of protoplasm that yeah. has evolved to this point and now you decide that it's wrong to do blah, whatever yeah. that is. Well, well, this verse actually is saying that, no, no, you do have morality mm. And you've got no excuse for saying you don't. You, 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 I was never told about morality. You've got it. It's in you. Mm. God's saying I put it in you. That's why you've got morality. Yeah. So the argument, the argument that I can be moral without going to church. Yeah, of course you are. I can be moral without being a Christian. Inverted commas. We know that because God put it in you. You just don't know where that morality came from. I suppose then the question is, and 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 it, and it kind of. I know that when people read chapter two, they may ask themselves this question, and perhaps you can answer it, George. And that is, is say, for instance, they are trying to be and almost get there, if you like, I'd say, let's try, let's say that they get to that point where they feel like they're morally perfect. Right. Do they still get to heaven? No. Okay. No, they don't. Yeah. Because moral, as you know, moral perfection is not the ticket to heaven. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But I think it's a good, it's a a great, um, it's a great talking point because this is where, um, the Apostle Paul is is driving at the moment. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Because he's basically saying if you're going to be honest with yourself, whether you've had the law or you don't have the law, you read in verse 16, in the day when God will judge the secrets of men mm-hmm. by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Yes. So part of the gospel is exactly what we're talking about, that, that God exactly. will judge you yes. for your sin. So Unless, true. of course, that sin has been removed. Yes. And how was it removed, Uncle Scott? <laughs> well, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's yes. through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. And his propitiation. Yeah, and it's through his kindness and his goodness that he leads us to repentance. That's right. Right. It's a big word, propitiation. I that kind of it, threw yeah. that out there. That we'll explain that, that soon. Well, that'll be later. All right, so <laughs> let, let's press on because that, that was a very interesting topic and we wanted to sit on that for a while. Let's go on to verse 17. The title of this, you know, in your Bible, when you, it says the Jews and the law. Now now Paul turns his um, attention to the Jews and he's saying, hey, guys, I was talking to the Gentiles before. But let me just focus on you guys for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys are with the law, so let's chat. Yeah. And he says in verse 17. Yeah, and 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 we mentioned it the first time around that yeah. this is Paul's style. Yes. He'll ask the question, then he'll answer he'll the answer question. It. So yes. I love this. So, yeah, yep. go for it, buddy. So he goes, 
you who call yourselves Jews. <laughs> it's, I love that. You who call yourselves Jews. He is Christians. a Jew, by the way. Yeah. yeah. You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law and you boast about your special relationship with him. You know what he wants? You know what is right because you have been taught his law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Oh, now, now what does he come with? Verse 21. Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourselves? You teach others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. Wow. Wow. That reminds me of when... One of the things that I know that Jesus hates, if you if you read the Gospels, you'll know that he hates hypocrisy. He hates it. He hates hypocrisy, especially those that point the finger that they themselves oh, mate, are doing the same thing. Didn't he? Scary. Didn't he? Like, wasn't it a... I wonder what it would have looked like when in that moment in the Gospels when Jesus really... For one of the one of the main times, unleashes on the leaders, the religious leaders, and he calls them "you brood of vipers," mm. you you whitewash tombs full of dead men's bones. Yeah, you hypocrites. You hypocrites. Yeah, yeah, the hypocrisy. yeah. Like he really was going off at them. Yeah, t- telling them that 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 they they their lips are their lips give service to God, but their hearts are way, far away from Him, and their traditions stop people from getting close towards God. Yeah, yeah. And we, we were talking about this um, story, obviously, of the rich young ruler. Yes. Before we we started this podcast, and 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 really, one of the things that really jumps out to me, for instance, even in the uh, the Beatitudes, where Jesus really nails those that are listening to him, right? Yes. One of the things he says is that um, the law says, "Do do not commit adultery." But I say to you, if you look at a woman lustfully, mm. you've already committed yeah. adultery with her in your in your heart. Yes. So I think one of the things that Jesus Uh-oh. is trying to point out, he, not what one of the things he is pointing out, that even though you have the law, what you don't realize is that you're already a lawbreaker. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that that's the part that we don't realize. That's the part we let go of. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. Absolutely agree. And I think that that's the issue that a lot of people don't fully realize when the gospel is preached in a lot of, you know, churches and whatever. And and that is, is that they don't realize that they, they themselves, they, they've got to own it. They're sinners before God. Yep. Yeah. Um, and there's a consequence to that. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. When you realize yes. that, oh, you mean that I'm adulterer even if I just think about it? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, the reason why you thought about it is because that's exactly who you are. Yes. We almost think that like if we, we're, we're good until we stumble in it. Yep. No, the reason why we stumble in it is because we already are yes. sinful. Yes. I've been reading Genesis re- recently yep. and, and obviously, you know, Genesis chapter 3 talks about the fall of man. 
And we're born into sin. We are by yes. nature sinners. And we're evil by nature. The gospel yep. reveals that. Yes, absolutely. This is this, this is this section where it reveals that we're sinners. Yeah, yep. Which can only cause us to humble ourselves. The question is, to what extent are we sinners? Well, isn't it isn't it interesting? Oh, that's a. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm leading into chapter three. Okay, okay. All right, we'll get there in a minute. Jeez, this guy's leading. He's jumping already. He's leading us. Um, I was going to say that the, the simple ten simple commandments. Yeah, come on. Ten simple commandments show us how wicked we are. Yeah. That as humanity, we couldn't. We can't even do ten simple commandments. Yeah. They're just worded so beautifully. Yeah. Like the way God gave them to Moses and said, hey, follow these. We couldn't even do that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like we couldn't even do it. And he's just saying, hey, there's 10. I know you Jews put another um, 603 laws on there, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. over the years. But just do those 10. Yeah. No, nah, we can't so, do it. And I, and I think talking about the rich young ruler, one of the things that I've I've kind of known and and, and learned over the years is that when we when we look at the laws, one of the things that we think as I don't know humans, uh, finite beings, is that God's given us a set of rules. If we obey them, you know, if we do good, then mm-hmm. we're going to go to heaven, or you know, we're going to get a reward. Now, obviously, there is a sense in which, of course, you get rewarded sure. for obeying the law. Yeah, but the point is, is that it's almost like because God is holy, right? These are points, if you like, of which God says, don't cross these lines. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So it's almost a reflection of his holiness. So when we, uh, if you like, put that mirror up to ourselves and look at, okay, thou shalt not do whatever it is, yeah? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not look at thy neighbor's wife. Um, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's things. Thou shalt not, you know, whatever it is that, um, that it is... What we what we what we inevitably do is we think well, if I don't do them, right, then I'm good. But the truth is, if we're honest, when we read those things, we realize, oh, I've already done them. Yeah, I am that. Yes, yes. And what it does is it reflects His goodness, right? Because the law is good. We're going to get to that yep. later on. The law yep. is good and perfect and holy and righteous because it comes from Him. But really, the law was only there to do one thing. To show us. To show us. Yeah, that's our all state. it was meant to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 mind you, listeners, breaking one law once is enough. Yeah, and he makes that point. <laughs> right. He makes that point. So he's saying here he's saying here in from verse seventeen onwards to the Jews that you think you're great because you have the law from God, it's written down. You 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 you'd say you want to teach people, you're amazing, you've got all the knowledge and strength, but really you do everything. You know, don't steal, you steal, don't do adultery, you do adultery, stolen stuff, paganism, you do it all. And the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God. What? Because of you. Why because of you? Because they look at you, basically, and they go, you've got everything from God and this God, Yeah. and what's the difference between you and I? Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which can be very dangerous for a church going now, for a Christian now. Yeah. If your Christian friend looks, if your non-Christian friend looks at you and says, your life looks like mine. No difference. You, you get drunk when, when we drink, like I do. You go out and party with me when we go party, just as hard as I do. Yeah. You take the drugs when I take the drugs. All right. So you watch certain things that I watch. You click on certain things. You laugh at certain things. You you do all, everything I do. You look, smell, and feel, and and act the way I do. So you're saying there should be a change, George? Hmm. Let me think now. <laughs> That's why it's called 
conversion. Yeah, right. Not behavioral, not not behavioral modification. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. So, so Christianity coming to Jesus means there's a true conversion in your heart. Yeah, great. And you'd no longer have the desire, or the desire starting to die in you as a living sacrifice on the altar of God. That's not how I want to live my life. That doesn't mean you can't have friends who who, aren't, who don't know the Lord and party. That doesn't mean you can't have those friends. As a matter of fact, you're a light to their life. Yeah, that's right. But if they influence you and you go ahead with that, you've got to work out what's going on. If that if that pattern's normal to you and there's no there's no issue to you, you don't have an issue that I'm going to these places and doing these things and behaving this way. Maybe you should question: Did I really get converted? Yeah. Or did I, like I just that. get? Or did I get churchified? Like, I, I want you to listen to this. I've been thoroughly churchified. Have I been churchified or have I been crucified with Christ? <laughs> Which Ooh, one is that's it? That's nice. I like that. Right? Have you been Ooh. churchified or crucified? Yeah. Oh, write oh, that down. Good, write that down. That's good. <laughs> so let's. You let's heard it here on. first, heard boys it here and first, girls. <laughs> <laughs> have you been churchified or crucified? I like it. So, verse 25, it says, The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. If you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? Wow. In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law but don't obey it. That's That must have been so in the face of the Jews of the day. Listen, he was literally taking off his undies and slapping them in the face with it. That's what was happening. That's how... <laughs> to them, that's how offensive that would have been. Well, that's offensive. <laughs> that is offensive. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear what he just said? Yeah. The Gentiles who you think are pee. Yeah, In that's the Arab right. world, we go, pee. We spit on things we don't like, right? The Gentiles who are spit, if they obey God's law, they're going to condemn you even if you've got God's law but you don't do it. Yeah, that's wow. unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Verse 28. It's a great point he's making, though. Yeah. Because God shows no partiality. That's right. So no even though even though we want to make it clear, the people of God in God's eyes, according to his word, are the Jewish people, which are the descendants of the Hebrews. Yeah, they have a purpose. They have a purpose. Yeah. The church, the Gentiles, are grafted. When you give your life to Jesus and there's a true conversion, we are grafted just like a branch is grafted into a vine, um, you know, plant surgery. Yeah. They, they grafted in. We are grafted into the vine and we are part of that family. But they are the, the people of God and we become the people of God with them. So we're grafted. Thank you, thank, thank you, God, for your goodness and kindness for allowing the Gentiles to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we'll have to qualify who a real Jew is. That's that right. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the people who live in Israel. Yes. Just like a Christian aren't the people who go to church. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get Good. back to that later. Yeah, we'll get back right. to that, yeah. So, yes, exactly. So he, God's going, no, no, here's the level here. Yeah, that's right. It's about right. Who, obey, who obeys God's words, not just who does the rituals. Yeah, and I think that that's the, that's the point. Who obeys God's word? Not just the rituals. Yeah. So it's, we're it's, not talking about obey the law to yes. become righteous. Yes. We're talking about his word yep. and his way to righteousness. Excellent. Very clearly said. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Let's round off chapter two. Yep. We're 31 minutes in. We've got nine minutes. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents. (laughs) Yeah, this is the point. Or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. 
And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart mm. produced by the spirit. Yeah, conversion. And, there we go. And yeah. a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Sorry, I just had to hit the table. <laughs> Sometimes we forget we're we recording. We forget we're recording. <laughs> That's right. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. That's key there. Mm. And look, he, he literally just said what conversion is, what we're talking about. A true circumcision is not a, just obeying the letter of law. It's the change heart produced by the Spirit. Mm. What happens to someone when they convert to Christianity, when they follow Jesus? When they convert to Christ, yeah. That's it. That's what happens. It's a changed heart mm. that the Spirit produces in them. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, Scotty. Yeah. Right? So so I love I love that he's saying that. And now you're prepping us to get into chapter three, which uh, I think we need to get into. <laughs> How many we, minutes have we got? We got nine, eight minutes. Well, we can start chapter three because it does follow on. So for instance, yeah, it, yes. it, it follows on. So but then we'll we'll get to the meat in, perhaps in the in, in the next, in the next one. Yeah, where, where, where's the meat? Where, where's the meaty part? Where are we going to? Uh, From verse um probably verse nine ten. Okay, so let's let's read from verse one. Yeah, do you, want me to, do you want me to read this one? I want you to read chapter three, verse one. Okay, so what advantage then has the Jew, or what is, mm. what, or what profit is there in circumcision? Well, much in every way, chiefly uh, because to them was committed the oracles of God. I like that. Mm-hmm. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed. Let God be true and every man a liar, mm. as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unjust who inflicts wrath? I speak as a man. Certainly not. For then how will God judge the world? For if the truth of God has increased through my lie to his glory, why am I still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, let us do evil that good may come, as we are slanderously reported, and some affirm that we say, their condemnation is just. Mm. I'll read this part. Hang nine. on, hang on. No, no, don't do nine. No, hang okay. Let, let's, let's, let's just recap one to eight real quick. Yeah. I think those last couple of words, last couple of sentences, recap it says, or it says, the more we sin, the better it is. As in, as in, in, in verse eight there. And yeah. Some people say slander us by claiming that we say the more we sin, the better it is. As in, where grace abounds, or where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Mm. Um, how would you take one to eight there? Because there were some big things that Paul is postulating about God in verses one to eight of chapter three. Yeah. What you just read then? How would you take that? How would you summarize that? I've just put him on the spot. Yeah, you have yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him on the spot. I just want you to know. Well, it's already that we've 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 talked about that. You know, there is no difference between a Jew or a Gentile. It's those who obey the um, the law of God. Yep. But then what he does was he he goes into this this portion and says, "Well, okay, then what advantage then is there being a Jew?" Yeah, he mm-hmm. uh, he asked that question. What what advantage there is there in being a Jew? So, if for instance, if God's going to treat us all the same, why is there an advantage? Well, there's a huge advantage because they were the ones that were graced with being given the oracles mm-hmm. the of God law. or yeah. the law. You know, yeah. the Old Testament, right? Now, the point being is, 
actually, I'm, I'm lost myself. I've lost my train of thought. Well, let's let, let me let me help you with that. Let me help you with that. Yeah. When you look at verses one to eight that we've just read, it's saying that even though um, sinfulness. Some people say simpleton serves a good purpose because it helps people see that God is righteous. Uh, that's a stupid thing to say. Of course, it's it's a stupid thing to say. And he's and he's asking the question: like, is God unfair to judge people? No, no, of course he's not. You know, he's qualified to judge people. Um, how can he condemn sinners if if sin shows us that we're wrong? And how can he condemn something that allows us to see that we're wrong and he's right? Yeah, and I think that that's the point that it's trying to make. And yes, it, you know, in the sense of um, what it's doing is it's it's not only pointing out our unrighteousness, mm-hmm. for instance, but it's also out in that it's also pointing out how righteous he is. That's the thing. You know, because for him to make the statement, everyone else is a liar. God is true. Yeah. So, so doesn't matter how you try to twist what God is doing here. Yeah. He's not the one lying and trying to deceive you. We're the liars and deceivers. That's the whole point of this: is that that God would that God will be proven right in a court, not us, because He's the judge. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the inverse of what we were pointing out before is that the law um, shows us that we're, we're sinners, but at the same time, the law is showing how righteous he is. Yes. Yeah? I mean, look, look at, look at, look at um, verse 6, just half by verse 7. It says, but some might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? Yeah. What, what a stupid thing to say when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. It's good for me that I'm a sinner. Because it shows him more glorious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Your sin as is... if as if now everything's good. Yeah, because because <laughs> God needed your sin to show His glory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, as if, as if, mm. exactly. And that's so the point He's making. That's the point He's making in verse one to eight. I think as you were reading it, that's the picture I was getting of that. That we we say these stupid things and 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 almost like again pointing the finger. You said in the last podcast, we point the finger at God and go. Now you're the one who doesn't know how to judge rightly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like we were talking we about the Oompa in, the, the in the South Africa, of... in Africa, and what there weren't Oompa in Africa. <laughs> Obviously we, not. You know, we ascertain that. But when we say, well, God, what are you going to do about those ones? Yeah, that's right. You're so righteous. What about those? Because I can't figure it out in my mind. Yeah. So you must be dumb. Yeah. But he's yeah. going, hey, let me tell you, my foolishness. How stupid are we? I, mean, I love to, that he says. To ever even think that way. To even think, think that, that way. To even think that way. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I think, look, I think, um, we're at 38 minutes now, so we'll start to wind this down in verse, you know, one to eight of chapter three, because, because when we move on to chapter, uh, onto verse nine onwards, this is sort of towards the end of, you know, when we said in, in our first podcast, it's going to get a little dark up in here. Yeah. This is the end of the, it's going to get a little dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to plummet a bit. It's going to plummet a little bit more before. <laughs> Before we rise, Jesus out. takes yeah, yeah, <laughs> takes yeah, over, yeah, right. And in verse and in verse nine, it talks about well. Then should we conclude that we Jews are better than than others? No, not at all. For we already we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. Yeah, and I think that that sums up a lot of where um, the Apostle Paul has been driving to. Yes, especially in this chapter two, because yep. it can get a little bit technical in the sense of. You know, talking about the law and those that don't have the law and whatever. Exactly. The point that he's driving to yep. is that God is righteous mm-hmm. and we are not. And we are not. 
and we have no place to point so, the finger to anyone else. And we are so unrighteous. So unrighteous. That you can't point the finger at anyone else, as you just said. Yeah. You, you even look stupider than you are. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, even trying to argue that perhaps your unrighteousness glorifies God because it shows how good he is. That's right. I don't that's think right. so, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so, so Tim. Tim. But we're so, definitely going to cover that in the next one. Yes, and we're definitely going to look at, um, like, I, I think, I think that that verse that, you, that we just read there, verse nine, that we are all under the power of sin. Yeah. And verse nine and ten will really sort of take us to that place where it's really going to show some thickness. Like you said, it takes a dive. And hopefully, hopefully, those that are listening can really take that on personally. Yeah. This is the point. The gospel yep. is to you personally. Whoever you are, wherever you are in all the world, if you're listening to this, you need to know this personally. Agreed. All of us are sinners. Yes. And, and really need someone to save us. And now that you said listening all over the world, we were looking at the, the analytics a moment ago and we're in a, we're in people are listening in about was it eight or ten different countries? Yeah. Around the world? That's just crazy. I don't know how that's happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but how the heck did you find us? I know. Thank you for sharing it, guys. We really appreciate you doing that. It's uh, amazing. So um, please keep sharing it out there. Let people know. All we're doing is reading the Bible and enjoying it for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to teach what we know. Yeah. Um, and showing you, going through the process of how we sort of break it down and talk through and uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, look, thank you again for being with us on this podcast. Bless we you guys. Appreciate it. Bless you heaps. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.